Hello, everyone. Welcome back. So today I am extremely honored to be joined with John Dennis, who is chairman of the San Francisco Republican Party, chair of chairs of the California Republican Party, chairman of the Republican Liberty Caucus, and also former Nancy Pelosi opponent, which is just really, really cool to me. We've got to get all of these absolute swamp creatures out of Washington, D.C. It's just it's getting to a level of evil that I really don't think our country has like ever seen before i've definitely never seen it be this bad before so we just need people like john who are willing to go up against all of this corruption and it really really is a lot so first again i'm so honored to have you on john i'm really excited that we could do this thank you so much for coming on the show um can you just first tell my audience just a little bit more about who you are and what you do yeah sure i'm john dennis and my my first role uh well i got involved in politics um uh in 2007 i got inspired by um the uh, ron paul campaign so a bunch of a few of us ron paul are still running around out there <laughs> and i've and I, you know I, I um i thought um it would be interesting i just sort of it just occurred to me in 2009 i thought to myself what would it be like if like a, a libertarian republican ran against nancy pelosi and um so i started that um Little journey, and it resulted in um, more attention than a human being deserves in a lifetime in uh, you know about a year period. <laughs> yeah, and uh, sort of you know put me on the on the map uh, politically, um, and then uh, you know we've been doing different things over the years. In 2019, I became the chairman of the San Francisco Republican Party, um, whilst also serving on the board of the Republican Liberty Caucus, um, and I. Uh, was uh, lucky enough last year, a year ago, March, to have the other um, county chairman for the Republican Party um, elected me as their chairman of their county chairman's association, um, which um, which has been a real honor. It's a pleasure to work with so many good people uh, in the role of county chair in California. And it also gave me an opportunity to, to, to work on the board of the California Republican Party. And then in the, in the sprint, in the, excuse me, in the summer at our convention, um, in Memphis, I, I was elected chairman of the Republican Liberty Caucus. And I just try and work to make all to find, you know, um, synergies and synchronize all those different roles to, you know, to, to sort of advance the ball for Republican and uh, Liberty politics in, in California and the, and the country. Yeah, well, first, I just want to thank you so much for all you're doing. And imagine if we were all doing that much, you guys, we all need to be doing a lot. It is 2024, the most important election year of our lives. I mean, we see what's happening to our country under Joe Biden, we all really need to be being as active as we possibly can be uh, at a local level, a state level. And I just think it's so cool that you ran against Nancy Pelosi. Um, You know, we I mean, we really do have to get these people out of of leadership positions. I mean, they're evil people. And so I really, really, am just grateful to you for, you know, taking on these, what I think are just monsters. Um, we need more people with the bravery and courage to, to really do that. And so I really appreciate you doing that. I also really appreciate your work with these multiple organizations in California. What has the reception been would be my first question. What has the reception been like from, you know, the people of California, because, uh, we know that California is an extremely blue state. So I imagine that that has been, uh, 
challenging for you guys to really kind of, you know, push through? Are y'all noticing shrinkage, growing of these organizations or what has the reception really been like? Well, I mean, you know, everyone has a joke when I when I say oh, I'm the chairman of the San Francisco Republican Party. I mean, there's always some you know, funny comment that, that you know, or, or comments that aren't terribly original, quite frankly. But OK, fine. <laughs> uh, get, get it out of the way. Um, but, you know, what's interesting is that um, um, I've always been very foresight about it. People know who I am in town. They knew me because I ran against Pelosi five times. I've been on the ballot six times. I ran for supervisor here. And so I'm sort of unabashed and um, um, thrilled to have the opportunity to let the Democrats know uh, uh, that I'm not on board with their program that's destroying San Francisco and California. So, um, so yeah, so I, I'm always really you know straightforward about it, and and I think we've we've you know been a reasonable face in the city. We promoted you know reasonable positions on the one hand, and we've also taken what would be considered bold positions, like I don't know, um, kids shouldn't have transgender. Yeah, yeah, they shouldn't. Crazy bold positions like that. Yeah, and and uh, in, in San Francisco, where our state senator Scott Weiner, <laughs> for those of you who don't know him catch up on him because he's driving that agenda politically in not in the in the country and he's likely to end up on the national seat yeah if you don't know scott weiner check him out um but you know we pushed back on that we've never said anything about adults who wanted to want to do that uh, because it's not a political issue but when you in, in, you know um put minors in the mix it's a problem and we took a bold position on it i mean the, the bold position of don't do this don't let kids take chemicals or god forbid even cut themselves yeah to be something that they're not and um and people said oh my gosh you take that position you're gonna you're gonna you know destroy the republican party in san francisco and our registration group wow yeah they were totally wrong, and 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 because I think we we, we took a stand, and um, we I'm happy to say that uh, when when I took over as chairman, we were at a you know we had a 60 year decline in registration. Uh, we stopped that decline, and actually now we are the fastest growing county uh, for the Republican party in the state of California. That's amazing. That's important. I mean, I, it's a testament to me to, you know, the power of standing for the right things and inspiring everybody to do the same. There are a lot of people that I'm noticing now these days who, you know, the whole social approval thing is just really, really real. And people are just doing what they see everybody else doing. And they're just like, well, I'm going to stand for this because everybody else is standing for this. And if I don't stand for this, I don't know, people might not like me. Um, Apparently, you know, even if it is like the mutilation of children, which is a big problem, but it is, you know, it's just a testament to the fact that if you stand for the right thing, a lot of people want to do the same thing. Um, They want to stand for the right thing. They just need to see that other people are doing it first sometimes. And so thank you so much for doing that, especially uh, in California. But it's very comforting for me to know that, you know, even in a very densely blue state like California, there are people who are waking up and saying, yeah, okay, no, we don't really want to do this to the kids. Thank you so much for asking, but no, thank you. Um, You know, because there are like, I'm pretty sure that there are laws that are coming out in California now. I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like, aren't there laws that are saying that like kids can go get transitioned without parental approval now in California? Because I'm starting to 
see that happen in states. And I'm like, what are y'all doing? Like, how? Like, how are kids allowed to go, like, try to change, quote unquote, change their gender without their, like, parental approval? Um, Isn't that happening in California? Oh, there's all sorts of things happening. Yeah, there's that. I mean, they're really grooming kids in some places and not, you know, not, not only not telling the parents, but like, you know, identifying kids who are vulnerable and then, um, you know, and then pushing it for them. And we had, um, you know, some of you may know, may know my friend Harmeet Dillon, who ran for RNC chair. We love Harmeet on this podcast. Yeah, she's a Republican National Committee woman out of California. She represents Chloe Cole, who was a teenager. I think she was 14, Chloe was, when Kaiser Permanente removed her breasts. Yep, it's pathetic. 14 years old. Yeah, a child, a literal child. She's suing them. And I think any doctor who performs that kind of procedure or, you know, administers um, these like, you know, uh, was it Lupron, <laughs> you know, chemical castration. It's so sad. Puberty blockers. These people should be in jail. This is not, not appropriate to do for minors. Anybody associated with them should. This is, I think we're living through some sort of. You know, hysteria, which I hope in you know decades, years and decades to come, we look back on and go, oh, my God, it's like, you know, it was like a mass hysteria moment. Yeah. God, we regained our sanity over this issue because because um, it's wildly, unbelievably inappropriate. And so anyway, um, you know, it's taking positions like that, you know, it's, you know, it's appealed apparently to the. The, the the reasonable street that might still exist in San Francisco. And so as a result, we're doing, we're doing pretty well. Yeah. Well, thank God. I, I mean, it is very comforting to me that people in California are waking up. I think that, you know, people are going to need to wake up all across the nation, frankly. I mean, we see what Joe Biden is doing to our country on, you know, this issue, but all of the other issues, I mean, all of these issues, like Biden is doing everything that he could possibly be doing wrong in our country right now. And we really need everybody to start waking up. Um, I do think that it is the social approval, like credit score that people have in the back of their mind all the time that stops a lot of people from waking up because they they would rather be approved by people in their communities than stand up and do the right thing. But it is, again, very, very comforting for me to hear you say that people are starting to wake up in California. Um, again, we're going to need that to happen all across our nation. Which brings me to my next question. Um, you know, you have run against Nancy Pelosi, you have all of these titles, you're running a bunch of organizations in California. What is your opinion on how Joe Biden is running the nation? And also, what would your advice be as someone who has done so much and is doing so much to my listeners who are a lot of the time asking me, what can they do to contribute? How can they help? How can they, you know, wake people up like it sounds like you're being very successful in doing in California? What would your advice be to them? Well, what Joe Biden's doing is um, what he said he was going to do during the campaign. I've been looking for the clip, but I, I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, he specifically said, you know, the country is 330 million people. We can afford to bring in 3 million people a year. It's only 1% of the population. And, and, and so he promised to, to do this. And what's interesting to me is that, um, you know, in his administration, they say, oh, there's nothing, nothing's going on at the border. There's no problem. The border is secure. Um, all the while, um, you know, um, doing what he said he was, you know, what he campaigned on. So 
so there's that that's sort of the first thing this shouldn't be a surprise he's this is a willful thing he knows what he's doing they know what they're doing they're trying to get away with it for as long as they can for i think a couple of reasons um i i think a lot of people look for grand conspiracies um and i'm sure there are some and i I love a good conspiracy (laughs) theory um but i think typically what happens in national policy is a confluence of interests and um and they sometimes come together, I hate to use this word, but organically out of Washington because Washington has its own interests. Yeah. And they and they promote a specific thing. So like, for example, you have, you know, businesses um, like the idea of mass immigration because it drives down wages. Right. So there's so that's one interest. Um there are um, the the, um, the Democrat Party has their interest because sometimes they maybe I don't know maybe they can get those folks to vote illegally in their favor, but certainly their offspring will. Yeah, they tend to register Democrat. So there's that, and then lastly is the you know the, the federal welfare um, interest, where we have a shockingly low. Uh, fertility rate. It's a massive problem in the wealthy world. It's becoming a bigger problem in the, uh, you know, the, the, the lower half of the world that, in terms of wealth. Mm-hmm. We have a planetary problem um, of um, uh, loss of fertility and fertility rates. It's, it's a big problem in the U.S., but all of our um, social, social schemes are predicated on uh, an ever increasing population. Social security will fail if, if you know, we, it would have failed a while ago, I think, if um, we relied on the fertility rates from native born Americans. Um, Medicare is going to fail. Um, it, they have to have more payers into the system. So all of these three um, groups come together and put political pressure on, you know, on, a, on a Joe Biden who's, you know, Who's a, who's a, you know, easy to put me on in that regard and, um, you know, corrupt and awful. And so that's what we're, that, that's why we're seeing what we're seeing. It's deliberate and it's to the uh, benefit of you know, several interest groups. Yeah. And I completely agree with you on all of that. I mean, you know, just for the border by itself, I mean, literally, yeah, like that is what it is. I mean, that is why Joe Biden was saying, no, 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 you're not allowed to put your razor wire back up. Never mind the fact that Texas can do whatever it wants. I mean, this is why we have governors. They are watching the states. They are making decisions for the states. Um, And Governor Abbott said, no, you know, we're going to protect our people. And I'll, you know, a lot of the time I'll think, well, okay, so this is just Joe Biden flexing his little federal, you know, government muscles and saying, you know, you can't do this. Like, yeah, of course, Texas can't. It's going to protect itself. Like their people are drowning in crime from these illegal immigrants. But your points are exactly right. It is to protect the interests of these interest groups, a lot of whom are in and around Washington, D.C., um, you know, and, and they're going to continue to do that until people call them out and say, hey, stop it. You're literally like killing people and you can't do that. Like you are absolute slimy snakes, like cut it out. And that is why we do this podcast. But everybody who listens to my podcast knows that I am a Trump supporter and we just didn't have any of these major problems. Like when Trump was president, what did we have? We had a few mean tweets and you know what else we had? World peace. Uh, I think we should get back to that. Trump just did 
did what was good for the country, not what was good for the, you know, government, not what was good for Washington, D.C. The interest groups are real. The interest groups are everywhere in D.C. And you, it's a very important point that you bring it up because uh, it is. I mean, people think it's so sad how the propaganda and the marketing and the PR and all of these things can trick people into thinking, oh, yeah, we love we love what you've done with the place. Like, it's so awful. And we're in a much worse spot than we were before. We love it. You want to know why? Because the TV told us to. TV told us, that, told us that we love it. We love it. Like, D.C. and the interest groups and the media companies are all working together to make people feel like they're getting, you know, these this wonderful thing. And then they're giving them crime. Uh, they're giving them a terrible economy. They are giving them lies. And everybody is just sitting there like, yeah, this is just... It's so wonderful. Look at that rainbow. Like, anyway, um, yeah, you're right. You're 100% right about the the DC interest groups and how they are working together to the detriment of the American citizens, uh, unbeknownst to a lot of the American citizens, which I think is criminal. Yeah, so, th- so that's a great point. And so you mentioned that the one, I'm sorry, I want to jump in on that one point. So those, you know, people who are, who are pushing it and the people who are accepting their nonsense is because, um, you know, they're um, selling it as the anti-Trump policy. And so the, to those people who hate Trump, and, you know, the, the, particularly the TDS sufferers and yeah. Democrats in general, um, for them, it's easy to swallow because, um, because uh, Trump's racist. You know? Yeah, that's what they say. And they don't have any proof, but they're like racist. I want it. We're for it. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. It's 100% true. And it's just like, I mean, Trump's been sitting in all of these like courtrooms for what? Like, I'll ask people. I will literally, it's the TDS. It's just like what you're talking about. Like, they don't have, it, they can't say. Like, I'll say, why is Trump in court right now? Do you even know? Like, to these people who hate Trump and they can't say. They don't know why. They don't know why they think he needs to be in prison. They can't come up with any of these examples about him being racist or sexist or misogynistic or all of these other things. Like they can't come up with examples. They need to evaluate themselves, uh, you know, and then reevaluate themselves probably a couple of times because they're, they're really completely just like, they're not making any sense. And they, and it's sad because they think they are, but then even when they can't give you examples as to why Trump should be in court as to why they hate Trump, they can't come up with examples. So I would just posit that they're probably in, It's just insane. Like Trump's a criminal. Trump's a criminal for doing what? For doing what? I mean, it really seems like leftists don't have to have facts. They don't have to have proof. What they need to have are feelings or and they get their feelings from their marching orders that come from their leaders. I mean, they literally sit there. They're like little dogs waiting for their little treat of should I what am I going to be mad at today? What am I going to be happy about today? Oh, 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 our leader said we're going to be happy about this. Our leader said we're not going to be happy about this other leader said we're going to mutilate kids and love it like they sit there and they wait for their marching orders and then they get the feelings based on those marching orders and you know it's they just they can't think for themselves it's sad it's really sad yeah um and so um you know this this is sort of um a good um point to bring up the thing that's sort of that's been on my mind you know i've been around politics now for for a while i i was I think I was sort of destined for this career, this life uh, in politics because I was a student body president in college and uh, went away from that into business and 
now I've come back into it. So for, for the last you know fifteen years or so, sixteen years, um, and, I'm at, and, and you have different realizations the deeper you get in, for, the, the further you get along. Yeah, involvement in these things. I'm sure you've noticed. Boy, have I. Um, one of the things I've really noticed over the last few years is um, that um, there's little reasoning with people. Yes. Um, reason um, is my what I try and live by. Um, uh, and uh, frankly, I'm happy to be corrected <laughs> about something because it's advancing, you know, me uh, personally. And, but um, there's no reasoning with people. I think a lot of people are um, easily programmable. And um, they once they're in a program, they're, they're, they've been programmed, they're in a silo. They just want to keep um, comfortable by having their um, programming reinforced. And so um, and our media is really effective at that. Yeah. And the programming starts very young. I mean, if you think about how many kids are watching videos, right? Yeah. It starts from there. It goes all through school. Um you know, every uh, piece of entertainment they touch, books they read, everything you know, TikTok, everything, social media now, um, all points in a direction that uh, supports, um, you know, the uh, the vested interests. Let's just say the regime, if you will, and their proxy, the Democrat Party. So, um, so it's really hard. And so when they, you know, when those, when those interests want to demonize a particular person, there's no reasoning yeah. uh, with folks because they just, they actually, they can't reason anymore. They don't know how to. Like they lost the skills if they ever had them. They, they just need to know what they're told to think and that's it. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. I can't imagine like living my life, not <laughs> having ownership over my own brain. See on their faces. You get, you get this cognitive dissonance with people when you, when you show them incongruent things, the thing they believe in and the facts right in front of them. Yeah. You, know, you can see their, 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 their confusion. Yeah. I mean, it'd be funny if it wasn't so sad. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it. It's very matrixy. It's very platonic Plato myth of the cave sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, that's so, so what's important is to, but there are those people who are less programmable, programmable, and, um, you try and find them and, you know, and sort of pick them off where you can and, and bring them over, you know? Yeah. I think that's really, really good advice. And I mean, it is sad and it is matrixy, uh, by the way, you guys should follow Extrix Publishing, my new publishing company. And if you have a book that you have written or thinking about writing that you don't think other publishers will publish, my publishing company will publish it. And also if you know things about the government, uh, you should write a book and a tell all use a pseudonym if you need to. And Extrix Publishing will help you get that out. Um, I just, you know, the, shameless plug because you brought up the matrix but yeah it is the matrix and people are you know they get sucked into it and they and they it's really sad that you with the cognitive dissonance yes they they are they look confused because they're just like oh my gosh the facts don't line up with what i was told to believe and i'm so attached to what i was told to believe because i just can't imagine you know thinking my own thoughts without being told them i i don't know what to do with this it's very sad um but i kind of want to swerve and bring it back around to california because i mean i 
I am, I'm, I have to say that I'm shocked that you guys are having so much success in California because it is so blue. I'm so glad that y'all are there and having good success, you know, with that. But, um, I mean, I just, what is it that you think is really waking these people up? Is it just seeing people like you who are, you know, having the right stances and having the courage to have those stances, even amongst, um, Amongst, I, I can talk, uh, even amongst uh, all these people who are opposing you, who have different views from you, again, because you bring up a good point about the media. Yes, the media will, you know, force their opinions onto everybody. But that's why a lot of the people oppose your stances, which yours are correct. Um, but what what do you think is really causing people to like, you know, the people that do look at the facts and then really want to hold on to their wrong opinions. What is causing some of those people to let go of their wrong opinions and trust the facts? Well, I mean, I, w I certainly wouldn't take any responsibility for the, the, the successes of um, the, the Republican Party in all of California. I mean, I barely take um, I take some credit for my for, on behalf of my committee for what we've done in um, what we've done in San Francisco. Um, but I think that um, we have been if the California Republican Party's done anything relatively well, we've been pointing out that, you know, Democrats are running this and the state's not doing well. Yeah. And we help people to realize there's no Republican in Sacramento you can blame this on. Not one. I mean, we still find people who are bl bl you know, blaming Ronald Reagan, who I think was the, I think he left office over 50 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, the guy's been dead. Yeah. Uh, he left office as a president of the United States like what, 35 years ago. So, I mean, um, you know, um, so uh, we, uh, you know, so I think that we, our, our messaging has been good. We've actually got a nice um, operation now, um, uh, and uh, and and we, we're again at, we, we get the benefit of the failure, the failures of the, the people in charge. So yeah, um, but in San Francisco, I think you know it's, you can put that that's last statement on steroids. <laughs> here we have a completely failed city. Yeah, um, as I was driving home here. I read, you know, it's just so common. I and mean, we see people just, you know, dancing in the middle of the streets all, you know, in crazy ways. And, um, you know, there's a point to point to the Republican and city hall responsible for the condition of the city. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. It's just really, 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 really hard. It seems for Democrats to hold their own leaders accountable. Um, they really do struggle with that. They want to blame Republicans for everything. But, you know, if you look at any of these cities, San Francisco, they're all of the major cities all around our country uh, are run by Democrats and they're run poorly. And it's like the people never wake up and think, oh, I think I might want to vote for somebody that might give me a better life than this. Maybe I should try a Republican. But then they're just like they just don't wake up. They, for I mean, I, I really do hope that more cities do wake up like San Francisco is starting to do. They have to. <laughs> at the end of the day, they have to. If it's like a self preservation thing now. Um, and I have heard that a lot of people in Chicago that were Democrats before are starting to wake up and they're like, Hey, we've been over you guys for a really long time and our city is still trash. So I, I do think that more cities will start to wake up. I'm praying very hard that they do. Um, because after living in Washington DC for so long, I understand, uh, what these people, you know, I've just seen it. I've seen the dancing around drugged out people. I've, I've seen the disasters of Democrat run cities. 
It has to change. People have to wake up. It's not a question of if, but when. When will people understand that you can't keep trusting your Democrat leadership when they are failing you constantly? break to tell you guys again about police coffee uh we are talking about with john dennis uh the the democrat run cities being trash that's what we're currently talking about um and so in order to protect against a trash run democrat cities you want to support law enforcement and what better way to do that than to buy some coffee that you're drinking every day if you are a real human being that functions um you should definitely try out police coffee they have a ton of delicious coffee roast and the best part about this coffee company when you are buying from them a portion of that money will go towards helping family members of police officers who fell in the line of duty um so this is definitely going to be something that you guys want to check out i will have a link below if you want to and if you go now you can get 10 percent off of your first order okay so that is going to be the first part of this interview with john dennis we have a second part coming out next week that you definitely don't want to miss we're going to be going in to the separation of business and state, how that is something that we really, 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 really need to have. Um, and we will be going uh, more into Joe Biden's failures and why we need to elect President Trump again, uh, who actually technically won the 2020 election. But we're not allowed to talk about that because the news tells us that we had the safest, freest, most secure election ever in 2020 we did not um you guys need to watch 2000 mules if you haven't there's a lot of proof online about the 2020 election being stolen um you guys remember all the footage coming out from that election of them putting up plywood in the windows while they were counting the votes i wonder why they needed to do that uh just a bunch of duffel bags going on a bunch of uh the mules or the the random criminal looking people that are caught on video taking ballots and stuffing them in mailboxes mail-in ballots okay um so yeah the the country knows what's going on we have a duty to try to wake people up as john dennis is doing in california get involved with your local republican groups get involved in your school boards locally get involved in local and state politics you need to just do everything you can and don't even think that you have to join you know groups to tell people facts like you can tell people facts at the workplace you can tell people facts that you're hanging out with like you can you need to join the groups, but you also need to just randomly be telling people at any chance that you get, because a lot of people just just are not getting it. They're just not getting it. So we're going to help them get it. And that is why we do this podcast. Uh, if you like this podcast, please go leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, anywhere that you listen to your podcast where you can leave reviews. I would greatly appreciate that you do that. I hope that you guys are having a wonderful week and I will see you here next time. Thank you.